five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Raw and Uncut, hosted by me. Y'all said so. Now the fuck we doing it? The Daily News Weekly. This week, fuck it. We gonna we gonna do. It. I'm not even gonna get into it. Like 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 we just picking up, but really we are just picking up. But uh, this week we doing it different. Every week we do it different. Somebody mad at me. I don't know who mad, but somebody mad at me because somebody think we not working. Because I got to address that. I got to address that first because last week we didn't drop last week. We fucking around didn't even drop the week before that. So niggas thinking we not working or something. That's never the case. We, we recorded... We record. We always recording, but shit not getting. Listen, man, y'all don't need to know all the ins and outs, but you need to know that the raw and uncut just keeps on motherfucking taking this shit to the next level, man. So technically, this is supposed to be episode ten. Technically, this is supposed to be episode eleven. That's keeping it real with the people. But really, this is episode nine. But for episode 10, we had something special and we did record episode 9. But that just turned into unreleased footage. So, fuck y'all. Nah, <laughs> let me chill. Let me put my fucking break. Nah, not fuck y'all, but fuck that uh, episode 9 shit. It's not fuck episode 9, but we got something special for episode 10. So we're gonna act like it's motherfucking episode 10 anyway. Just like that. And for episode 10, I want to switch it up and do something different. Um, it's not even no um. I want to do all, I want to do 90s shit. Because that's what we doing. That's what we doing. Episode 10, we jumping in the motherfucking time machine. And we're going to take this shit back closer to the essence. Because right now, hip-hop is all out of whack. Where the fuck is hip-hop? We don't know. So that's what the fuck we're going to do with this episode. We're going to do a lot of reminiscing, recapping. Hey, fuck all of that telling you what the fuck is going on with this episode. Let's just get the fuck right into it. Woo! And just like that, we're going to get into this shit. I want to kick this off. Man, let's do albums. Because I started this shit off with my favorite, my, my top 10 albums just from the 90s. That's what I said. I'm like, okay, episode 10, we're going to do top 10 everything. And that shit didn't work out how I wanted it to. So what the fuck we do? We go with the flow, and that's how the fuck we're going to do it. Top 10 albums is not a real motherfucking conversation when you're talking about the whole decade of the 90s. So we're going to just talk about... I'm gonna give you my top albums and I'm gonna tell you where this shit started, where I started like, oh man, it's it's, it's too much. So, and this shit is in no order. That's what I'm saying. You can't even put them in no order. But we're gonna start off with the purple tape. And if you don't know what the purple tape is, 
I want to tell you to get the fuck up out of here. But I ain't going to tell you to get the fuck up out of here. Because really that means you're in the right place. And you're about to learn some shit about what the fuck real hip-hop is. And, and real hip-hop is the purple tape. And everybody, even well, if you hip-hop, you should know what the purple tape is. But the purple tape is Raekwon only built for Cuban links. So y'all motherfuckers need to check that out. If y'all ain't hear it, please, I'm asking you, go check that out. But this is it in my top albums right here. So we starting it off with the purple tape. Number two, this is just, it is, it's, it's Biggie ready to die. Nobody could argue Biggie ready to die ever. What's my favorite record on there? Uh, the what is one of my favorites. It's just mad joints on there, man. But, uh... We don't even got to spend too much time talking about Ready to Die because everybody knows about Ready to Die from the beginning to the end. And shout out to Meth. That's who we at. We in the 90s. So shout out to Meth, the man. Shout out to Red Man. You know what I'm saying? Holding it down for Jersey. Um, It's never um. I got, we said Purple Tape, Ready to Die, and Reasonable Doubt is the next one because I just gave it away. So... Yeah, Reasonable Doubt is going to be the next one. For, why would Reasonable Doubt be in anybody's top from the 90s? Ask yourself that question. Don't ask me. So just like that, we're going to slide down this list a little bit farther. Oh my, this next one I got up here, yo. Das Effects. Hands down, Das Effects. Yo, holding it down for Jersey too, and the album that I'm giving it to is for the Hold It Down album because the first album was They Want Effects. So Hold It Down was my shit. The intro, the intro was crazy going into track two. No diggity, no diggity. They went crazy in the bliggity black 380. Hey yo, shout out to Das Effects. Hey, shout out to Das Effects, man. Holding it down for Jersey, man. Original has come out to play, but uh. Another group in my top had to be the Fugees with the score album. Uh, what the fuck was on there? It was mad shit on there. But um, specifically, why I wanted how many mics? How many mics? I think that one was one of the one of the highlights that I was supposed to mention because the shit is Lauren Hill. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is because we doing the artists we talking about. When, when we talking about top lyricists as far as the 90s, as far as the golden ever goes, I don't think everybody, and as much credit and, and props and all of that shit we give to Lauren Hill, she don't get enough. She don't get enough. Because when you look at the, uh, when you look at the Fugees, yo, she was so fucking lyrical. She was more lyrical than niggas. She was, hey, yo, she's the queen of this lyric shit. One of them. I ain't going to just start saying crazy shit and causing controversy, but she definitely... Is, is holding the shit down. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Fugees. Shout out to Lauren Hill. And then we about to get into our next joint, which is going to be Nas, Illmatic. Come on. And I was going to be on some hating shit and try to keep Nas off this list, but it was it was too many records on there. It was too... Hold on, fuck it. I'm going to pull up the track list. I ain't beat. Um, let me see. Illmatic. It was too many joints, and I know the records, I should be able to just, but it was a certain, when it got to a certain joint, it was when I started, Life's a Bitch, 
The world is yours. I wasn't really feeling halftime. One love, one time for your mom, one time. Represent. You see what I'm saying? And that was 10 records on there. Probably with three skips. So for me personally, I'll probably say three skips. So that'd be seven out of 10 records by my, my today's standard. 70%. These niggas is not nowadays not shooting 70% from the free throw line when it come to making these records, man. So that's the reason Illmatic is a classic. Shit like that. And uh, next on the list, I'm going to go with Mob Deep, The Infamous, which is almost mandatory. You know what I mean? What records was on The Infamous? Uh, shit. Oh, I'm bugging, acting like I don't know. Temperatures rising. Was QU Hectic on there? It don't even matter. But shout out to Havoc for making them beats. Shout out to Havoc for making the beats. Sometimes I get tongue-tied and all that, but... What I'm saying is, shout out to Havoc for making them beats. R.I.P. The Prodigy, classic album. And let's keep on going down this motherfucking list. And just like that, we're going to get into... Um, I don't know why the fuck I'm on the mic acting all like rusty and shit. Like we actually haven't been working. I'm over here talking about ums and all this shit. We don't um... We just get the fuck to it. So let's act like we're getting the... We're not even going to act like... Because we don't act. We just get the shit done for real, for real. All right, enough small talk. <laughs> All right, but I'm going to do a little recap real fast. Purple Tape. Ready to Die. Reasonable Doubt. Dos Effects Will Hold It Down. The Fugees with the score. Nas Illmatic. Mob Deep with the Infamous. And of course, I cannot mention 90s records, classics... Without including DMX. Now, this is where the problem was with DMX. is because he dropped Flesh in My Flesh and His Dark and Hell is Hot in the same year. So what I had to do is, is I had to go back and I had to listen to the records over. Well, of course, I've been listening to all... I'm always listening to real hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? But what I had to do was go back in here and listen to these shits and try to score them. To try to see which one was going to be ahead of my top. Because this was for my top 10. But the top 10 got so fucked up. The shit didn't turn into a top 100. But out of those two. I chose It's Dark and Hell is Hot. That's what I chose. If I had to put one of those in my top. I went with It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And I gave it 14 out of 19 records. I'm not critiquing. I'm just telling y'all my reason behind it. Because of course we could argue this shit all day. But I gave it to his Dark and Hell is Hot for 14 out of 19 records. And Flesh in My Flesh, I fuck with 12 out of 16 records. Shit, which one? Um, I just was doing some quick math and shit. But those was the albums I came up with until I got to the point, like, I started thinking about the West Coast music, Down South music, because from early 90s, we can even say from 89, but I don't want to do that. Definitely definitely from from uh, 1990 up until 99, yo, the sound, that shit just kept on switching. That's where you got shit from, who the fuck was some first, like ending Run DMC type shit and getting into some Wu-Tang shit, then getting to, into some Biggie type shit, and then... Uh, towards the end, more some fucking 
Irv Gotti and uh, Ja Rule, Vinny Vitti Vici shit. And then you hit with, that's when you, see what I'm saying though? How the sound was just, the shit was crazy how many styles it was back in the 90s. Not even how many styles it was, but just the transformation to the point where you listen to some of the shit from, from 9-9 and then listen to the, some, some shit from 2-2. I mean, I said from 2-2, from 9-2, just the production and beat selection. It's like, what the fuck? It's just because this shit be just, you know, hip hop grows so rapidly. It grows rapidly, rapidly. I ain't say rapidly, but man, enough of these playing on words. Honorable mention albums that I had to mention because I only got, I think that was eight joints that I just uh, mentioned. So, uh, hold on, I'm over here on my DJ shit too. Y'all niggas don't be even. And yo, um, I'm going to tell y'all right now. Really, this week, not, I'm not even going to say this week. Last week, we, we were supposed to go visual. Like I said, we shot the footage. We got the footage. Hey, yo, man, this shit is all... I could sit and talk about this shit all day. But I'm just letting y'all know, we haven't took no days off. We're not taking no breaks. We still going. And shit. Let's get back into this motherfucking list. We left off with... Uh... Who the fuck we left off? We left off with X and we was getting into the honorable mentions. So the first honorable mention I want to shout out is to Bone Thugs for creeping on the come up. That album right there with um For the Love of Money. Come on. For the Love of Money featuring Easy E. Listen, I'm getting I'm this shit got me. You hear me? You hear my voice? How my tone just Bro, that's one of the that's one of the hardest joints. And, it, and I'm talking West Coast music Because I knew when I started going down to listen to all this shit Of course, me naturally, it's going to be some type of East Coast bias Because this is the, what I, the type of music I grew up around So it's not like I can name a hundred other uh, East Co- West Coast rappers Like uh, Compton's Most Wanted, N.W.A., E-40, Sugar Free Like I can start naming some motherfuckers but it's not going to be nowhere near as extensive as the list on the East Coast. My homeland. You dig? So, fuck it. Should we start doing some some 90s motherfucking slang too? Know what I'm saying? Come on, Duke. Listen. Come on, son. You know what I'm saying, kid? Come on, like. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But um, honorable mention I wanted to do was the Bone Thugs joint creeping on the come up. Because for the love of money featuring Easy e it's definitely one of my favorite records of all time. Like, but my all-time favorite records would probably be like a, a top 100 list. And creeping on the come up, I mean, and, and for the love of money would definitely be on there. Another honorable mention, definitely. That's why I'm saying these not even really honorable mentions. These is just more of my favorite albums. CNN, The War Report. Come on, with a special shout out to Blood Money. And uh, T-O-N-Y, a.k.a. Top of New York. Yo, that's one of my favorite joints, man. Shout out to Nori. And he just dropped the new 5E album. Uh, commemorate, not even commemorating, but it was like a 20-year anniversary for the War Report. So shout out to Nori 20, 20 years later, you know? Who else we got? Of course, I had to give a shout out to my boy Fat Joe for Jealous One's Envy. Yo, that's what I'm saying. These records I'm talking... Every record I'm... This shit is real hip-hop. Fat Joe, Jealous... I don't think motherfuckers really be understanding how hip-hop Joe is. You know what I mean? 
I don't think motherfuckers really know. But I'm gonna inform you motherfuckers now. Uh yeah, I'm talking about the Joe album, Jealous Ones Envy. The record part though, aka part two, and respect mine. Listen, man. It's just the shit that Fat Joe was doing. He had he got on his album, he got KRS one, Raekwon, real hip hop. So shout out to Fat Joe, still in the game, still dropping hits. That's what I'm saying. See, that's why we gotta have these flashback moments to see what man. Let's keep going on this list, cause you know I can get off on my my sidebar and that shit be about some whole other shit. So now let's talk about the same shit, cause the list ain't over. That's what I'm saying. I was just trying to do a top ten list, and this shit turned into like I'm like honorable mentions because there's certain albums that you just gotta have respect for, like the Chronic. Shit, wait, what year did the Chronic come out? That's why certain shit I can't even talk on, cause I'm making sure this shit is only the '90s. Cause that 2000, 2001 We're gonna leave that with that. We're gonna leave that like that. CNN, War Report, Fat Joe, uh Joe with the Joe album, Jealous Ones Envy, Big L, Lifestyles of the Porn Dangerous. If you don't know who the fuck Big L is, you don't know what the fuck hip hop is. But R.I.P. Big L, definitely. Now, when I think about Big L, I'm definitely, I can definitely go to the Lifestyles of the Porn Dangerous album. But before I do that, I think I would rather go to the Big L and Jay-Z Freestyle just because that's another one of my favorite records, period. You know what I mean? Of all, all time. So, I just wanted to shout out that album. Busta Rhymes with the Genesis album. Yeah, Genesis came out. Matter of fact, I think I was supposed to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure Genesis made the list. And then I had to shout out Missy with the Superfly album. Cause we know Missy was making we know Missy was making music and rapping and all that shit. But Missy was making beats too. So Missy was one of the fucking she was an ill producer, you know what I'm saying? Even still. Well, I don't know what she's done recently, but up and up and through the 2000s, which we're not even talking about. So Let's see who we got next on the list. Next on the list, I got Doc and Meth, aka Redman and Method Man with the Blackout album. And the last track on there, the How High remix, that's my shit. Amongst other records, of course, Rock Wilder is a classic. And then shit like Cameron, Confessions of Fire, uh, Horse and Carriage was on there. I mean, for a nigga like me, because I was born in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't get to live through all this shit. So I, the same way we doing it now, I had to go back and do my motherfucking research. You know what I'm saying? After even though I was brought up into it. But it was just like the shit that I was hearing when I was younger, when I got older, that's the shit that that resonated with me and shit. I'm a 90s baby motherfucker. So I wanted to talk about that joint and then I wanted to do Big Pun Glamour Life. I mean, I said Big Pun, glam my life. Big Pun. I want to talk about Big Pun albums, period, between Capital Punishment and Yeah Baby, because they both classics. Glam my life is just one of my favorite records. Um, Punish Me. Oh, shit. Punish me. How the fuck that shit go? Come back to me. 
Won't you come back and punish You know what, just for that, I'm gonna make sure I spin that record in the background. Cause I know y'all probably thinking I'm the fuck crazy for singing it like that. But that's really how it go, in case you don't know the record. But just like that, we're gonna wrap up our albums and we're gonna move the fuck on. Alright, yeah. Shit, I'm just letting the beat rock. But I do got more content. This shit don't never run out, man. But what I want to get into now, which is another fucking... That's why I don't I don't know why I chose to talk about some of this shit. It's not even why I chose to talk about it. I know why. It's just the way I, I ordered the shit. You know what I mean? Like my topics. Shit didn't work out how I wanted to. But what we are about to get into are the 90s top five groups. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say from the rip where the motherfucking, where the headache came with this one is, first of all, it was mad fucking groups in the 90s. That's what, that was, that's what was popping in the 90s. Solo careers was popping, but groups was popping in the 90s, for real. So, I said I was going to choose five of them. To say that was my favorite. Which, uh, again, like the top ten albums, the shit got out of my control once I started really seeing what the fuck was going on. So, I also talked to my woman about this. About some other shit that's similar though. And the debate, that's not even a debate. What the problem was, was that I couldn't figure out, uh, it wasn't even what the fuck I could figure out. I'll be having my little moments and shit. It was, uh, duos versus actual group. You know what I mean? She telling me, oh, two people is not a group. Two people is a duo. Man, y'all know what the fuck I'm saying. So, how many people is in the group? However many you fuck... More than one is a motherfucking group at the end of the day. But that's when we get into the motherfucking... The word games and shit. Because we do play on words here at the Raw and Uncut. But, I'm about to just shout out some of my groups. This is just some of my groups. Of course, at number one, I'm not going to say number one, but first on the list of uh, 90s illest groups is definitely going to be Wu-Tang, and they was about 11 niggas deep. 11 niggas deep. The RZA, the Jizza. It's like, nah, I ain't about to do all that. But shout out to Wu-Tang. Ah, man. The thing about Wu-Tang was, ah, nah, nah, I ain't about to get into all of that. But shout out to RZA. Matter of fact, see, getting ahead of myself. Shout out to Wu-Tang. Um, with the groups. See, the thing about this, even when I was doing the albums, I could have said, like, Into the 36 Chambers, The Purple Tape, um, what, Liquid Swords. I could have, I could have did that, but that's why I just chose... I don't even know what fucking Wu-Tang what Wu album I chose. Oh, I went with the purple tape. I went with the purple tape. 
But they had amongst them, like I'm saying, it's, it's eleven. It's eleven different people. So when it came to the groups, I had to try to do this shit a little different. But whatever, y'all feel me. Number one, I'm putting Wu Tang. Second, I wanted to say Smith and Wesson. That's why it's not even really like a top no more. We just talking rap groups from the '90s now. You know what I mean? And I wanted to put Smith and Wesson in there because Bucktown. It's one of my favorite records. And shout out to, uh, matter of fact, we ain't even going to bring it up. We ain't even going to bring it up. We're going to keep it in 9-0. So shout out to Smith & Wesson, Bucktown. One of my favorite records of all time. Um, Another group, one of the best groups from the 90s is going to definitely be the Fugees. Because they brought something different. They had Lauren with the singing plus the lyrics. Wyclef from Haiti with the accent. And he played the instrument. And then the other dude, unfortunately, I don't know him, but I guess he, I guess he that nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess. But, uh, this is an informative joint right here. I like this. I like this. I fuck with all our episodes, so I don't give a fuck. But, um, hold on, let me get on my, uh, my motherfucking DJ. Alright, um... Lords of the Underground. Now, these are just groups, because I know before it was like albums. See, sometimes when I be talking to y'all, I be talking myself through the shit that I be doing too. So, shout out to y'all for, for walking walking with me through this. And enjoying the motherfucking show and coming in here for this good information. You know what I'm saying? The raw and uncut. Who the fuck am I? Y'all see his soul. Let's get back to this motherfucking list. Some of my favorite groups from the 90s, huh? We was at Lords of the Underground. Cause it ain't too many records out there that I heard in my life that's better than Chief Rocker. You understand? And the honorable mention that I had for the for the group segment, for the for the five groups, was the Poor Righteous Teachers. Because they from Trenton. So shout out to Trenton. Shout out to the Poor Righteous Teachers. I never really heard uh, none of their music. But you know what I'm saying? They from Jersey, nigga, so I'ma represent. And then I wanted the uh, top five groups. Rough Riders. Was Rough Riders a group? The Rough Riders was a group. But in mentioning Rough Riders, I wanted to give a special shout out to Eve. Because she, uh, matter of fact, I think I was supposed to talk about her in the album, in the album joint. Because her album dropped in 99. It was Eve, the, uh, Rough Riders presents Eve the First Lady. So shout out to Eve, man. You know what I'm saying? We we had females. We can't be forgetting our females, our hip hop queens. So for all you motherfuckers out there forgetting, that's why the fuck I'm here to remind y'all. And just like that, we're about to move on to our next joint. And this shit, now this one, this one got a little out of hand too. This was the uh, hot hottest producers of the '90s. Now this shit. And don't even trip because we're gonna we're gonna bring this topic back when we got a guest. You know, we're going we're going. I'm thinking we might. I don't know. We all want to just keep on reliving the '90s. We do. We love it. It's not just me. Don't make me seem crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but real shit though. So I don't know, but I don't know. We figured out next week. We figured out next week. But by next week, we should definitely be launching on YouTube. Because, um, 
We expanding. That's what we do here at the Raw and Uncut. Y'all know how the fuck we moving. We always doing shit different. We always on some next shit. We always levels above. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, next week, yeah, next Sunday, I mean, next Monday, we're going to be out. We're going to have a joint uh for YouTube. That's what we doing. Yeah, because like I said, we was really supposed to do it already. We did do it already. But we're going to just, ha, we're back on, shh. Let's get back into the motherfucking show, because y'all niggas know how I can get off track. Ooh. Hottest producers of the 90s. I'm going to start my list off with DJ Premier. And that just goes for so many fucking reasons. But for the main reason I want to shout out DJ Premier is for Gangstar. Because I fuck with Guru heavy. R.I.P. Guru. I definitely fuck with Guru. And uh, Gangstar was Guru and DJ Premier as a, as a team, as a group. Basically like a duo. Like DJ Jazzy Jeff and Will Smith, uh, CL Smooth and Pete Rock, shit like that. So that's where DJ Premier, as far as this comes in, but he made many other, many other great beats. I want to shout out to DJ Premier. Next, let's move on to Dame Grease for all his shit he did with, uh, I mean, for Rough Riders, but especially for DMX. So that's why I wanted to talk about Grease. When it comes to the Woo, we gotta shout out RZA. RZA was doing all of their fucking production. 11 niggas doing all of them samples. Yo, RZA's a fucking legend. So shout out to RZA. I gotta shout out Irv Gotti. Because he was another one of the producers that DMX worked with strictly. Like, like Dame Grease. And also Irv Gotti. I, I talked about it a little bit earlier. Vinny Vidi Vici. He brought Irv out. I mean, I said Irv. He brought Ja Rule out in 99 with the Vinny Vidi Vici album. I didn't really. I'm saying, I'm sure back then the album was probably fire, but I went back and listened to it. It, I, it ain't really had no replay value to me. Maybe I should have another sit down with it. But that was 99 when Ja, when ja had launched with that album, his first joint. I want to shout out to Swizzy. Why the fuck I'm going to shout out Swiss for the whole Rough Rider shit? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, alright. I gotta shout out Alchemist. Alchemist. Um, Alchemist did so much shit. And I wanna say, I just found out uh, Alchemist is from Beverly Hills or some shit. I don't know. I always thought he was from NY. I don't know. It's just information I got, but whatever. Let's move on to Jay Dilla. And, um,. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the most familiar with Jay Dilla shit. When it comes to Jay Dilla, the first thing that pop into my head is always Donuts. That was his beat tape. But he did a lot of other great work with, uh, what, Ninth Wonder, The Roots, some shit like that. I, I think The Roots. I think The Roots, that was Jay Dilla. Or that might have been Knife. Or that might have been all three. You know what I mean? The Roots might have worked with Jay Dilla and Knife. Don't quote me on that, though. But it's some truth to it. Um, I want to shout out Havoc. He was a top producer. Because he was producing all of this shit for Mob Deep. And then I wanted to do honorable mentions. I got to shout out Dr. Dre and Scotty. Of course, Dr. Dre holding it down for the West Coast. Warren G making them beats. Shout out to Regulate. That's definitely an all-time classic. Shout out to Daz Dillinger. I didn't even know he was a producer. But I, I kind of knew that. 
You know what I'm saying? I kind of knew it, but that's some shit I let slip. And then I want to give a, uh, another shout out. Well, not another shout out, but I want to give our last shout out when it comes to our producers to Manny Fresh. Because uh, Big Timers did launch back in the 90s. And shit, that's what the fuck we at. That's where we at with it. We did, we did our favorite. We did some of our favorite albums so far. We talked a little bit about some of our favorite uh, hip hop groups that make real hip hop music. We discussed a few of our favorite producers, and just like that, let's move the fuck on. Ooh. And just like that, we gonna move the fuck on to our next segment. Cause you know this wouldn't be the motherfucking raw and uncut without a little beef. So we gonna flash the fuck back. We not even gonna flash back. We gonna we gonna stay where we at in the nineties. I be on this shit sometimes talking like uh what's the what's the like I got a stuttering problem. <laughs> but nah, fuck all that. Cause right now we getting into our beef segment. It's not the wrong uncut without beef. Special beef for today. We're not even gonna do the easy shit and say a Biggie vs. Pop. Nah, we're gonna do special beef East Coast vs. West Coast. Is that the same as Biggie and Pac? We still don't fucking know. Because what it come down to is all of this shit was a conspiracy site. Site, <laughs> nah, site, nah. But for real though. I wanted to, uh, that's our beef segment for the day. East Coast versus West Coast. And where did that shit go down at when Snoop came on the stage? Everybody, ain't nobody got love. Niggas know we got love for the West Coast. Niggas know I love the West Coast, Snoop. Snoop. Shout out to the source, though. But I don't, I don't it's not even really nothing to get into, man. I don't want to sit here and, and break it down what happened to cause the East Coast versus West Coast beef and all that shit. But for the babies, I should break it down. But I ain't going to. But I am going to talk about some other beef that wasn't even in the 90s. But I really don't want to because it's not the 90s. <sighs> what else? We could also talk about another beef. And, and there was so much... But I wanted to do I wanted to do Sean versus the club when he let off that motherfucking matter of fact, that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Niggas think I froze up for a second. Nah. We off that beef shit right now. But nah, it's always motherfucking beef on the raw and uncut. And we did East Coast versus West Coast. So fuck the other side. But we still got love for the other side. This is the 90s, though. That's the little disclaimer. This is 90s shit. So, <laughs> disclaimer. But, uh, nah, real shit. Um, what we gonna do different this week? As much news is, is going on in, in 2018 and all that shit, we gonna do our 90s news. And news that was going on, uh, hip-hop news from the 90s is the shine shooting. Now we gonna talk about shine versus the club. And I just, I'm just going, I'm, I'm going to run through this a little bit and, and and just talk a little bit about it. The shooting in the club happened around Christmas time. It was a few days. I'm looking at the article right now. 
It was a few days before Christmas. Um, Sean was in the club with Diddy. Diddy was in the. This is when Diddy was dating J Lo. A fight broke out. Sean, motherfucking. Sean let that motherfucking ratchet go. He let the gun go. I think uh, he dumped out the whole clip in it. He, he dumped like the whole clip I heard. And that's it. He pulled out the gun. Let me see. All that changed when a fight broke out inside the club. Because mind you, this shit that happened in the 90s. So really, I was like, this was 9-9. I was like 8 years old. So uh, the incident left three people injured during the melee. Witnesses say they saw Sean holding a smoking gun. Come on. Sean will go on to face a high-profile legal battle that eventually got him dropped from Bad Boy because he was signed with Diddy for y'all that didn't know. I guess I'm just informing. Uh, that might be for the babies. The, you know what I'm saying? For the uninformed. He got charged with... Oh, he was convicted of possession of a weapon, assault, and reckless endangerment, but found not guilty on an attempted murder. And he got 10 years for that. And Sean was really from Belize, and he came over here and started wilding the fuck out, just trying to be on some gangster shit. So he came over here, got jammed up, and then that nigga, he did his bid, and they got, he got deported back to Belize after that, and shit. Nigga been living in Belize ever since. And just like that, we're going to move on to more 90s hip-hop news, and let's talk about a big deal. What's a big deal? That's what the fuck Master P signed. Back when he uh signed with fuck it, let's pull up the article. We ain't gotta sit here and be bullshitting. Let me see. Um, from there, no limit records was born. We're not about to read the whole fucking story. We just looking for the real shit right here. This it. All that matters. Look, this shit is about a big motherfucking deal because I wanted to. Do a comparison to the deals that artists are getting nowadays versus when deals were being created by the artists. You know what I mean? And deals, a big deal right here. Master P, let me see. The interview, uh, 75, he sold 75 million records with, with, uh, with no limit. He sold 75 million records, right? But the thing is that the deal he had with the label was he had an 80-20 deal. So he fucking, he kept uh, 80% of all the shit and the label only got 20. And gave Master P rights to all of No Limits Masters. And he owns all the fucking masters to all No Limits shit. And he got that deal with priority. So that's a motherfucking big deal. And deals like that been going on since the 90s. You know what I mean? 75 records, 10 million, 750 million, 80% of that. Listen, man, I'm not counting nobody money. I'm just good with math. But um, let's talk about some more hip-hop news. Let's talk about a motherfucking big deal, you know? Who else signed a big deal in the 90s? Cash Money. And Cash Money signed a deal in 91. And that was for 30 million. Let me see. Let me get y'all some specifics. Cash Money Records launched 91. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, give me some numbers. Fuck all this. Reportedly, uh, 
valued at 30 million. The deal confirmed in May 1998. They got a $3 million advance. They got a $3 million advance, right? For cash money. Alright, boom. They got a $3 million advance. And they got 85% of their royalties and 50% of their publishing and all masters. 85% royalties. So the Damn. Man, right now we just talking about some motherfucking big deals that was signed back in in the, in the 90s. This is shit is 9891 they launched the shit. Man, I don't even Where the fuck we at with it? Uh we did news second segment. We're not even doing no second segment. Cause it's crazy. Today was really supposed to be like a a motherfucking a three-part show. <laughs> See how about I, I get my voice louder and shit? Three-part show. But we're not even gonna do all that, man. I just wanted to give y'all something different. Let y'all know we still working. Cause it's a lot of shit going on in the industry. Well fuck it. Let me bring y'all back, yo. Uh let me bring y'all back up to speed. Back up to date. And Let's talk about the past. You know what I mean? Nah, th- this episode we just did. Y'all niggas can't never think we not working, man. We're going to keep on giving y'all help, giving y'all real hip-hop, letting y'all know what's going on in the hip-hop community, your Daily News Weekly. We're not, and at this point, we're not only giving you the Daily News Weekly, we're telling you motherfuckers what hip-hop is, where this shit started. Man, this shit is not only a show, this shit is a school. We here informing, we teaching about hip-hop, we living this shit, this is what the fuck we do, and just like that, let's sign off. And just like that, and just like that, and just like we gonna wrap it up. We gonna wrap it up. You know how the fuck we do. You know how the fuck we do. Your Daily News Weekly. Hosted by me, Yasin Soul. Same time, same place. What we do, Sundays? We record Sundays and we launching on Mondays. And next week, stay tuned for the YouTube. Because we going visual. Man. Peace. Blew it, threw it all.